This episode is brought to you by Easy Does It Cost Services. What's up, man? Springtime is here and summer's just around the corner, man. Your carpet's looking dusty. Your rims is looking eh. You know what I'm saying? You need that Mr. Miyagi wax on, wax off on your whip, man. Come on, man. Holla at my man, Mr. Easy Does It, man. You can find him on Instagram at E-Z-D-U-Z-I-T Car Services. Don't play yourself, man. Go get yourself looking right for the summer. This episode is also brought to you by Poppin' Presents, man. Yeah, man. No matter what the occasion, man. Birthdays, anniversaries, Christmas time, Easter, whatever. I'll let my man Mr. Poppin' Presents. He's gonna get you looking right. You can find him on Instagram at P-O-P underscore N underscore Presents. P-R-E-S-E-N-T-Z, man. I'll let Mr. Poppin' Presents, man. Yes, sir. You know why we here for no damn reason. Shout out YB. You can't lock me down, nigga. Huh? Can't lock me down, nigga. Unless you're the right one. Unless you're the right one. You might knock me down. You might be able to lock me down one day. But until then, man, I'm a bachelor. I'm outside. It's getting warm out. It's getting warm out, man. You can't hold me down. Yeah, man. Fuck all that, man. Hot boys. Hot boy summer, man. Yeah, you can't be locked down like that, man. Save that for the wintertime. So, man. Yes, sir. You know why we here, man, for no damn reason. I'm your host with the most. Stunner Man, the man, a.k.a. Plant Poppy, a.k.a. your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster. Your BM's favorite electrician. Yeah, it's like that. It's like that. Yeah, man. And today I got some great guests with me, man. I got some great gentlemen here with me, man. They they here uh, doing multiple things. They They... They multifaceted, you feel me? They do many things, man. You know what I'm saying? They they are they manage artists. They put together events. Man, what else what else y'all niggas do, man? Huh? huh? Ain't nothing y'all can't do. Real estate, full time job. Yeah, yeah. Investing. Yeah. Yeah. Always work. Get in a little trouble too, you know? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Don't talk that shit, man. That's what I'm talking about. Talk that shit. You're gonna cut that out, right? Nah shit. Oh, <laughs> well, introduce yourself, fellas, man. Tell, tell us what you about, man. Where y'all from? You know what I'm saying? Word, word. I guess I'll start first. My name is uh, Donnie. I um, also go by Mr. Hollywood, founder of Go Coast Labels. Um, 
obviously Discovery Platform. So originally from Lewiston, shout out to the Dirty Lou. Uh, went to USM, graduated back in 2019. Currently working in tech. Um, obviously have my own uh, business. I uh, like to invest as well. And I'm here with my partner, Sean Johnny. So Sean, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga's kind of nervous. He's like, uh, 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 uh. My name is Sean Johnny, a.k.a. Sean Johnny. I don't, I don't, I don't need no You money. ain't got no AKAs? Nah, no money. Oh, simple, damn. Simple, Slender man. <laughs> I used to be a bucket on the court. Now the knees can't handle it no more. I'm from Westbrook, Maine. Right. Um, you know, I do. I work as an accountant day to day, but then I do real estate, property, um, and then work with this fool over here as co-owner at Gold Coast. And we, you know, do everything that we do. We've got some big things planned and some awesome events that you know are going to be coming up this summer because it's going to be hot. It's going to be hot. It's going to be hot. Yeah, and you got to set the tone for it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. that's yeah. what I'm saying. Now that COVID's over. Or at least, you know, I think lockdowns are, are, are the thing of a past. We mm-hmm. can really, you know, start applying pressure like we used to. Damn, that really stopped y'all from really doing work, really, like, as far as, like... It didn't stop us, bro. It just, you know, gave us time to really refocus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make a purpose of vision, you know? Ain't nobody stopping us. Yeah, I like it. I like it. See, my man's on the go, man. Yes, sir. And for my next guest, man, he's just a spectator. He's just a spectator, but he's here. Yeah, it's your boy Feta, man. Just Hey. hey, that's Unk, man. Y'all put some respect yeah, yeah. on his name. He's here for no damn reason. Shit. <laughs> you see how that worked now, huh? Yeah. You getting it. That's, that's a Yeah. Well, gentlemen, I appreciate y'all pulling up, man. You know what I mean? Uh, coming on the platform and just, you know, uh, talking y'all shit, really. You know what I mean? You know, if y'all didn't really know what the premise of, of For No Damn Reason is, is I started this podcast simply just to create a platform for, you know, gentlemen like yourself you know what i mean kind of bridge the gap you know what i mean as far as you know getting your voices out to people who need to hear it you know what i mean people like my gentlemen like yourself and or girls like yourself that are just trying to make a way for themselves so i'm glad y'all came here to drop some gems on us you know what i'm saying but uh let's kind of get into it man i mean y'all, y'all brought it up uh gold coast label I, I, you know tell 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 us tell us about it you know what i mean what is it about what they want to know man well, let me ask y'all this. So when I when I looked y'all up, right, I was I don't want to say I was kind of confused on like what what it was all about, but it seemed like you guys were kind of like an all in one kind of shop where y'all managed artists, y'all put together events, y'all did a little bit of digital marketing. It looks like too, you know what I'm saying? Yep. So are y'all an all in one stop shop for for artists? Are y'all an event planning company? What what, do you, what is it exactly y'all do? Yeah, son, that's a great question. Think we still trying to work it out ourselves, but mm. I'm gonna be honest. Uh, we, we don't manage artists. Make that very clear. Oh shit! Okay. I would definitely say we're like a, we, we want to be a comprehensive platform where we can definitely um, help artists. And I think what we do well is um, artist discovery. Definitely do event planning as well. Got into digital marketing um, a little bit as well. But right now, I think our major focus is definitely artist discovery and uh, growing events for now. All right, no doubt, no yeah, doubt. To add to that, we're definitely. The most important thing we're trying to become is a platform for artists, and yeah, we definitely want to be all encompassing. Not manage artists, though. We we've uh, we figured out we don't we don't. Manage <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, oh, so y'all tried that, and y'all was just like, "Now nah, uh, we can't do it." Well, not fully. We've seen what it come with, and it yeah, ain't, you know. Yeah, it's okay. Exactly. With a, it, when you host an event or start planning an event, and you have to kind of deal with them, yeah, you know, you kind of realize, uh, I don't know if I want to, you know, this would be something I would want to work full time with that person okay I, yeah. I don't blame it even athletes like you know you gotta 
diva complex. I think if you're managing anybody, it's emotionally taxing, and so you got to really be yeah. prepared for that. Um, it's a sacrifice, and so I think the long-term vision is trying to move away from being like a managed service and having something that's more autonomous. Okay. Fluid. Um, yeah. But in the future, we might have you know ways to manage artists, and I think some of the things that we're going to provide might go into the managing, but it won't be direct like handholding for us. We're not agents by any means. Okay, got you, got you. Well, I only bring that up because again, when I look on your Instagram or I just look on the website, you know, I see certain people like YB or like um, there's a girl that you had on there that was actually pretty Sydney. dope. Sydney, the singer. There we go. It seems as though you guys like because you guys give them that platform so that way they can kind of, you know, showcase their talent and things like that. But it also kind of does a little bit look like that you kind of manage them a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So this is why that's why I asked. But is, the, is it just you just providing them that platform and then just giving them that space where they can kind of do what they want to do and then they go from there? Or do you do you just like keep them in the tuck and just like, hey, yo, we got this. We got this event lined up. We got this event lined up. You, you know, do this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'll clarify that a little bit more. So I think we try to encompass as many artists as we can. Mm -hmm. And what we really focus on that might seem like managing is branding, mm -hmm. trying to help the artists develop their, you know, their platform or their marketing or whatever it may be mm -hmm. in, different, in different facets. Um, but I think what we're trying to do is connect the dots between artists that are up and coming mm -hmm. that want venues and spaces to perform at. Okay. There's a surplus of artists that don't have places to really showcase their talent right mm -hmm. and so we're trying to bridge that gap right now it's very on the ground work for sean and i but mm -hmm. like i said like the, the vision is to have something that's very autonomous and something that's an actual tech platform that can okay. help manage the artists you know i say manage sean don't like that word. <laughs> <laughs> help you know facilitate their needs yeah, in terms yeah. of live whether it's you know live music um whether it's them finding artists or whether it's them just being able to connect and build their brand um I think one of the biggest challenges we're trying to tackle is that music is a business, right? Yeah. And artists don't realize that until it's too late half the time. Yeah. There's a lot of talented individuals, but they don't get the chance to shine because they don't have the business mindset. They weren't taught that. And so, I mean, what does it take to blow up as an artist? It takes a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. It takes a lot of money or you got to have some really good, like, you know, marketing behind you. I mean, if you if you look good, that, that helps, right? Yeah. If your music good, it helps, right? But if yeah. you ain't got no money behind you, if you got no team behind you, like, you really can't go that far. Yeah, yeah. And so I think that's what really separates people that actually become big and are able to maintain that versus artists that just never pop, even if they are better than the, you know, than the mainstream artists that are currently on, on stage right now. Mm. And to add, for the artists that we do kind of see that we may work with a lot more, um, we've, we've, uh, we've noticed that if you come to us already kind of with you know, an audience that you've built. Yeah, you've, foundation. Yeah, you've yeah. already made your own foundation because you worked and you're grinding hard because there's tons of artists mm -hmm. who come to also come to us with, they, they started rapping two months ago. Yeah, they yeah. They started singing two months ago. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you need time to kind of mature yeah. in your, you know, in your music career. And so right now, Maine's a little smaller of a state. So right now, we, we there's not as many artists that are at a certain mature stage. And mm -hmm. I think we've hit a certain point where we want to work with artists where I think they're only, you know, again, branding, you know, a little branding away from, you know, really getting to that, that next point in their career. Okay. You know? Got you. So, Got you. But we definitely still give advice to artists that are up and coming, just started advice, you know, we're really big on, you know, you got to brand yourself correctly. You got to brand yourself correctly. Mm -hmm. How How is your Instagram looking? Okay. How do you, how does the visuals look for that? Like, I understand as an artist that it doesn't make sense for you because you're so focused on your music. Music, yeah, yeah. But it's huge for everybody else. Yeah. Like, I want to be able to go check out that artist and be like, if I see their Instagram, be like, oh, wow, their Instagram's put together, looks neat, it looks nice. Let me right. go check out his music. Not just a collage, you know, of, oh, I had this song here and then I did song there. Yeah, yeah. And then my friends are at the bar, look at this picture. I'm yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like, like, is your Instagram about music or is it about, you know, yeah. it's about you as a person? Yeah, so it's yeah. Like, just put it in a neat patch 
package because then it's just it's easier slow for you know the audience. And, and I'll add that add to that real quick too. I think music or artistry, you got to tell a story, right? Yeah. Vinny knows this, right? Like you got to tell a story, whether Big it's facts. through your music or through your visuals and how you present yourself. Mm-hmm. Like you might be fire, but if I can't sell you to the tabloids and the people, then I I can't promote you. Yeah. It's not, you know what I'm saying like you can't make me no money. Like are you from the streets? Are you from the suburbs? Like what did you do? Like what's hot? Like you don't even got to fake it, but like how do you tell your story? story right. So right. I think it goes back to storytelling, and storytelling will always sell. You know what I'm saying? Record. Right. Well, 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 the other thing too is, or oh, well, do you about to say something? No, I was saying, I mean, they ain't lying about it. And it, it mainly sounds like it's really a network platform that you're creating, and, and that's a good avenue for a lot of people who just don't know how to network themselves. Yeah. Front, you know, audience that's looking into maybe managing an artist that's <laughs> up and coming as well. <laughs> so that that platform that you guys are creating is definitely very very cool. And yeah. Yeah. So so my thing is is like so I was rapping for a little while. I rapped was rapping probably like five years ago. And my biggest thing is because I'm a creator. You know what I mean? I don't give a fuck about promoting this shit. I don't give a fuck about, you know, handling money or none of that shit. I just want to create and enjoy doing what I'm doing as far as, you know, music. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think that's the challenge for a lot of artists, too. So let's just say the person is good. You know what I mean? The artist is great. They know how to make music and you can work with it. But again, like I said, like you said, you know, they don't have like their Instagram is all over the place or, you know what I mean? They're not, you know, handling their, their financials. Right. Is that somebody you're still taking on or, or is that somebody you stay away from? Is that somebody you're just like, nah, I can't really rock with you right now. Cause you're just all over the place. If, if I see, if me and Donnie see the work, work ethic mm-hmm. and, and we see that talent, I think we definitely, it's easy to coach. Them. Mm. Well, it's easy to tell someone what we think you should do. Right. You know, and I think if he has the work ethic def- for me, yeah. Sure. We definitely have a few different p- parameters that we look at. We'll definitely look at your page, look at the quality of the music. Do you have, are you lyrical? Are you a singer? Um, do you have a network already? You know what I'm saying? Um, and obviously how you present yourself. Like, do you talk well? Um, do you have the cap- capability to like speak well or just present yourself better? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Um, and like Sean said, it's really about work ethic. Mm. I mean, we're not no live music or, you know, uh, QC <laughs> record label yet. So it's like, you know, we still work with people that are really up and coming because we're still up and coming ourselves yeah, we're right. still figuring out what we want to do right. um, but I think the more artists that we work with we're going to figure out what the niche is and how to really connect the dots for everybody so definitely if you're an artist if you have quality music or you have a network or you have the work I think and you can prove that to us you know like hit us up because we want to connect with more people and I feel like we don't really have that big of a talent pool in, in where we're from right now yeah because yeah. Yeah, you guys are you guys are out of Portland yeah so what is like the rap scene out there or what is the the music scene out there is it a huge music scene out there or? I'll say this I think it's big for the, the city you wouldn't think that Portland had a music scene mm-hmm. the thing is it's not an urban music scene it's not a lot of hip hop or R&B or dance hall it's not the stuff that we really consume it's more so like what blues and like country rock I mean Portland's a big artist or a music centric city I would say I mean I think of Portland I think lobsters man <laughs> it's delicious out there. But let, let me give you this example. So our teammate, our teammate, um, they created a band. Okay. And they play a certain type of music that is so digestible for the large part, you know, population of Maine mm-hmm. that they get gigs all the time. Are you mm-hmm. talking about Christian and them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rigo yeah. Rick, yeah. yeah. and Derek, and yeah, like I've been to their show and like they're actually talented, like they're good, but it's just not like our demographic. What kind of music now. they playing? They just playing like rock shit, or it's like eighties like rock metal type. It's like you know they're trying to like, resurface the music. It seems like, and I mean it works. I mean I went to the show and there was people there and it was a snowstorm. Yeah, <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> <laughs> it was a snowstorm. <laughs>
Kenoki sing his ass off. You know, my friend Derek uh, plays the drums as well. Yeah. But it, yeah, it's like that music so you know works for so many people in, right. in Maine that like they're always they're always being put. I think they just recorded. They just finished their their album. Okay. So that's out. So go check yeah. out Rigor Mortis. Okay. Here's, here's I still a, gotta plug in the boys. Yeah. Here's the flip side of that, right? Hip hop and just I'd say like Afrocentric, you know, music is probably their biggest genre right now, right? Mm-hmm. And I think we have a growing um, community of individuals in Portland that actually you know are talented. But they just need a little uh, boost, just like anybody else. And mm-hmm. so we're trying to bridge that gap, you know. Once again, um, I don't think they really get the shine that they deserve. And I mean, there's not really many venues that are even allowed, you know, hip hop acts to really perform unless you're big time, right? Oh yeah. sure. And so we're almost kind of like not advisors, but we are. What's that word, Sean? Um, ambassadors. Okay. Like, in a way, you know what I'm saying? Brand ambassadors. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Because we're the sick are next. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Because you might look at an artist and be like, uh, they're all right, but you know, a venue manager is not going to take a chance on them. But if they look at our page and we come correct, you know what I'm saying, they might be like, okay, well, you know what, like, Ocos Labels is supporting them. Um, you know, maybe we'll work with them and give them a chance. And that's kind of what happened with our last um, show, right? Yeah, exactly. We, you know, we kind of facilitated, you know, luckily they also were looking for artists, but we kind of made it. Yeah, we, we put on a show. Um, our last show was called The Ghost Series Party Volume 1. That shit was hella dope. Um, we basically had four different artists that we picked in Portland, uh, and they all came out. We had an Afrobeat group. It was, uh, her name was Viva, and I can't remember the, her friend's name. Sorry, guys. But, <laughs> <laughs> but they were dope. I mean, they were hella dope, and they, they shut the stage down. They were doing Afrobeat, choreographed dance and stuff. And then we had uh, Cindy the Singer, who's also a really talented pop singer um, and R&B singer as well. And then we had um, Prizzy, who was, uh, he's an Afrobeat singer. He's really nice, and he's obviously different. You know what I'm saying? We don't really see that type of music out in New England. And then we have uh, uh, Drippy, you know what I'm saying? Young Drip. Mm. And he's like, He's like a prodigy, right? Like, this man can actually rap, and he can actually, like, perform. Like, I've never seen somebody that young with that much little experience have that much stage presence in my life. Oh, wow, okay. You know what I'm saying? So he really shut it down. I mean, I think they all did a, you know, fantastic job. Um, but uh, we basically reached out to Space Gallery, which is a small uh, venue in uh, Portland nonprofit, and they uh, they were looking for acts. But in the past, when they've had it, I don't think it was maybe properly managed, or maybe it didn't go the way that they thought. And so I think with us just kind of facilitating it and, being able to manage the scene and set up the vibes and keep it professional but also a good time was what they were looking for and so it was definitely a spectacular event nice that's dope uh, can I take a step back a little bit so y'all were talking about basically that, that group that was not really y'all vibe or demographic or what y'all promoted mm-hmm. now would y'all ever think about even though taking a little step outside of your comfort zone and maybe seeing what they have to offer maybe that might boost the Gulf Coast brand a little bit by bringing mm-hmm. some of those, those Portland spectators mm-hmm. kind of what y'all have to offer I'll say this yes in the future no for right now because we have to focus on a niche and i think our niche mm. is is you know urban music um, and that's the hottest genre out right now mm. and it's only going to get bigger yeah um but i think down the line when we have a comprehensive platform we can you know um, have a lot of different genres on there we're going to have tons of different genres it won't just be like hip-hop music or whatever gotcha gotcha yeah yeah to, to, to add on to that especially when you're starting a business you gotta do something you like yeah you know Facts. Yeah, you just straight up gotta i like listening to hip-hop and rap music so like getting up doing the planning events going to the meetings like that's enjoyable for me yeah yeah you know because i enjoy the music right well, it doesn't um, feel like work at that point, you exactly. know what I mean? Because oh, it's something you. Yeah, no, no, of course, no, of course, it's still work. But like, like you said, you know, it's a passion now at that point. You know what I mean? And if you're passionate about something, you're gonna do it regardless. Nobody has to tell you, hey, go, go do this. You know what I mean? You guys gonna get up and do it. Exactly. Are we like making the time for it? Like, you know, both me and Donna are busy. We have other passions, other projects that we're working on mm-hmm. with each other or separately from each other. 
So so right now I enjoy hip hop, so I enjoy working on Gold Coast. Mm. But again, once we, the team gets bigger and we can you know we can sustain having you know more pro people, mm. then I think yes, please let's let's branch out because at that point it's about the growth of the company. Yeah. Right now, all the money we make. Straight back into the company. Yeah, yeah. And we don't see a dime of anything. Yeah. We ain't got no money. Yeah. <laughs> broke, baby. Yeah. Super broke, baby. Everything goes right back into Gold Coast, so we can do bigger events. We have, we have ideas for great things, and you, you know that that requires cheddar. Now, that's good that y'all staying like in that lane. You know, it, it really, it's really hard to stay disciplined and not veer off the path that y'all kind of started with. Mm-hmm. So it's really good to hear that y'all focused on just mainly hip hop or whatever platform you really think Gold Coast is going to head in that direction and just making sure you, you finalize that before you take any other endeavors. Yeah. Nice. So here's here's another question for y'all. I know I know you said you guys said you don't manage artists. You don't do none of that. It's mostly like digital marketing and branding and um, event planning. But again, you guys do work closely with these artists. And for a young artist really coming up, would you, would you advise them to stay independent or would you tell them sign with a label or whatever? You know what I mean? What, what would you advise them to do? Because me personally, I, I, take the, I, I say you go the independent route. The independent route is the best way to go. You know, outside of putting more money in your pocket, you, just, you put more into it when you're doing it on your own and you don't have somebody else backing you. But I'm more curious to know what you guys think. That's a really good question, man. I think it you gotta take it with a you know grain of salt. I think it really depends on what the artist wants down ter- like down the road. You know, mm-hmm. we gotta really think about the end in, in mind, right? Because you know, being an artist only lasts for so long, like maybe a couple of years if you're lucky, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're trying to become a huge artist, mainstream, okay, it makes sense to sign that record label deal. You know what I'm saying? Read the dotted line, know what you're getting into, know that you're probably giving up a lot of your royalties and assets in the beginning and your leverage. But if you are able to make it, then that money can come back 360, especially when you're actually touring and stuff and when you, when you get bigger. However, if you're thinking long-term and you really want to be in control of everything that you want to do, definitely the independent route, right? Because now you're not signing that 360 deal. You don't have nobody else that's telling you, hey, like you have to do this. You have to put out five different albums before we even let you see your masters. And You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a lot of different nuances and like there's a huge, there's a lot of legality to it. So it really just depends on what the artist wants to do. I think we're moving away from the old legacy system of record labels and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I mean, with all the new inventions the technology coming out and just people are being more aware um, and, and voicing their opinions on the bad deals. I think we're going into a more independent state. I think record labels are going to have to shift their focus as well and they are. I mean, look at um, United. I mean, they have that, so to speak, independent kind of um, record label feel artists, right? Or United Masters. United Masters. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's the new wave, but I wouldn't be surprised if uh, record labels shifted. If they're smart, which they are, they're going to shift towards that too and still just loop people in a different way. Um, and maybe lose a little bit money in the beginning, but long term they're gonna get it back. But I mean, what is what is really a record label? I understand they they back you, they they finance you, and all that stuff. But what, what do they? What, what do you really need them for as 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 an artist? You know, what I mean, if you can provide that presence for yourself as far as the audience and things like that, and you're good at what you do, what do I need a record label for? So I'll say it like this: as an accountant, <clears throat> a person working in finance, think of a record label simply as a a bank mm. that funds your small business. Okay. As a small business owner, you you know you're gonna need you know you're gonna need to advertise. You know you're gonna need product. You know you're gonna need a lot of certain things. So you know you're gonna get a lot of capital. Mm-hmm. As an artist, that's the same thing. Studio time very expensive. Mm-hmm. You know tours very expensive. So the record labels are just quote unquote banks because no you can you can't go into a credit union as an artist be like 
hey, I want $100,000 so I, rec- I can record my album. <laughs> Tell me you can't go do that. <laughs> you can, but you're going to get denied. We don't do that, sir. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, so record labels kind of stepped in and they filled that void, but the issue with record labels versus a bank, like if you go to a credit union and you want a car loan, they can give you a car loan at a, at a reasonable interest rate, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll we'll pay the car. You know, we'll we'll give you the cash for the car, and we'll give you a four or five percent interest rate, depending on what interest rate they're yeah. with. With these with these record labels, they're gonna they're taking they're, they're taking everything they're up taking front. Everything, yeah. Like they're getting their money plus some mm-hmm. until you've met the requirements of, the, of that contract. Of that contract, mm-hmm. and to what what I would suggest is yeah, what type of artist are you gonna be? Mm-hmm. In terms of if you know you're gonna be a small time artist, in terms of like, oh, I'm never gonna read. I'm never gonna read. Drakes, the little babies, those type of you know mainstream artists. Yeah. I'd say always, always stay independent. Yeah. You know, find find your niche audience and just like you know a mark, you know just like a business does, attack that audience. Mm-hmm. Re, you know, religiously, consistently, mm-hmm. constantly attack it. Mm-hmm. But if you get that certain buzz where it's like I'm national or I'm worldwide, then the capital you're gonna need has to be from from the record label. But you'll make so much money after that deal is over. Like, you know, Drake's got a Nike, you know, if you get to the point where you're signing Nike deals and you're signing, you know, all these different outside advertising music, deals, exact, and that, advertising, yeah, that's where you're going to make your money. You yeah. can make that during your deal or after. Mm-hmm. But again, that is, it's literally like being a, an NBA or an NFL player. Yeah. Like the percent chance of that happening for you. It's not. It's, it's so, not. <laughs> it's, it's, slim. it's, yeah, it's pointless. So mm-hmm. it's like, I would advise always 99% of the time, mm-hmm. let's try to stay as independent as possible, but let's just figure out where your audience is at. You may live in Maine, but your audience might be in Tennessee. Okay. Yeah, right. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's, the, that's the way of the internet, yeah. honestly. <laughs> and I'll add yeah. one thing to that, too. I think a record label is, is important because they bring a team around you normally. If it's a good record label, but you'll have like the A&R man, you'll have music executives, you'll have a marketing guy, and you might have a manager, you'll have someone that can get you dressed if you want you know mm. what i'm saying like they just add it to the tab you know so that's helpful because a lot of people aren't you know business savvy and we can't expect to be business savvy but we got to find a way to bridge that gap and really help people because these record labels been making a killing and we've been suffering that's basically what it is and that's why there's a huge shift in the music industry right now mm. um, as an independent artist you would have to find find all that stuff by yourself and that's not no easy task i mean you got to be able to network you got to be able to come properly have a business plan I mean, it becomes a business, and it, that could take away from your craft, essentially, which is tough. Mm. And so I think there needs to be a mediator in the middle. Now, no. now if, if a, a record label reached out to y'all and was like, you know, we want to partner up with what Gold Coast is doing and help as you guys continue to funnel artists through this this platform, we want to try to manage them. Is that something y'all think that will entertain, or you think you could just leave that strictly up to the, the, the artist itself and who may want to be doing that? I'm going to say, say this. We're an artist discovery platform, so whatever they want to do after is, is up to them. Yeah, mm. I feel that. Um, I think what Sean and I would really take the privilege of doing is that we well we work with integrity, so we would try to set these guys up for success. Mm. We would make sure that we had a legal team that's like, hey, these are what the terms are, and if we were facilitating deals for young artists, you know, we try to make sure that it was filled with integrity and it, you know, not like lopsided deals. You yeah, know what I'm mm. yeah. no three sixties around here, man. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if the three sixty work, it worked, but. Nah, it's kind of old, you know what I'm saying? I got gotcha. you. Don't. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I, I, I echo what Donnie says. We work with integrity in terms of we want what's best for you, regardless of what, you know, you know if the record label said, oh, we'll give you a, a large kickback. Mm. And it's like, no. Shit, it's, how much? <laughs> 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 I, got a price, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I would, uh, well, 
We have no. Don't, we work with integrity in the sense of we're going to do what's best because long term um, relationships are always the biggest thing. Right. Because right. it sounds like you don't want them to go to a record deal and then something bad happens and it falls back on y'all because y'all technically referred them or set them up. You yes. always want to maintain those relationships with the artists because no matter how big or small they are, you always want to make sure you're in good terms. Absolutely. Yeah. Sure. But it also kind of sounds like you guys wouldn't shy away from the idea of a 360 deal because, again, the, the 360 deal gets a bad rap. You know what I mean? It gets a bad uh, connotation to it of fucking, you know, little X mark next to it. So why why would you guys even consider doing something like that? Or why would that option even be on the table for you if it has such a negative connotation to it? You get what I'm saying? Well, here's the thing, right? I mean, everyone wants to take a stand and be one-sided, but I'm not one-dimensional. You know, I think if you're smart, you can work with both sides, mm-hmm. right? Um, at the end of the day, maybe you're going to have to take a stance down the line, but for us right now, I feel like it doesn't really matter, you know, because if someone wants to be big, then okay, be big, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And like I said, like we're in an artist discovery platform, we're not going to tell you what to do, we're just yeah. going to tell you what we know and what might make the most sense for you as an artist, but we won't, you know, try to handcuff somebody to yeah, an idea. I feel that. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. I mean, the, the, the 360 deal is proven. It, it, it works, right? If it's the right artist, but a lot of the times it leaves people in debt yeah. And, yeah. and in shambles after. Yeah, it, it, I think what I would advise ultimately would be against it, but again, it all depends what's on paper. Yeah. You know, can I get my merchandise sales? Right. Or can you have a, you know, obviously with a 360 deal, they, they take a large chunk of almost everything you do. Yeah, yeah. But here's uh, the thing, artists don't know, negotiate it, and that's where exactly. we would yeah. probably be like, okay, like, let's negotiate these terms and that yeah. way you have better terms. Okay, so, okay. Yeah, that's where we, we would do. That's where you guys would step that's in. That's where we would okay. be like, hey, you know, this is, you know, with the legal team, this is where they're basically saying all these avenues that you would need to go make money mm-hmm. or you could potentially make money, they would either get a certain percentage or they could take all of it. So, like, is that something you're willing, you're willing for that to happen? Right. And we would recommend, like, you know, merchandise sales is a huge thing. Like, yeah. just selling a hat that's a huge thing if you go to a concert and you were able to get all your merchandise sales let's say you tour almost let's say 360 days out the year you take five days off you're always touring or, or not every single day doing a show but you're always going somewhere yeah just just say this you're doing ten thousand dollars in merchandise sales you know you can mm. make a couple million dollars just just in some you know just selling your merchandise your merch, so, yeah so it's like we can make you millions just off one or two avenues so you if we can protect you in those certain realms that's what we would do. Okay. It's crazy also to think about how many people have probably signed 360 deals, made an album, and then they feel they realize that they got screwed on the deal mm-hmm. and never researched it back to where they could their actual potential was. Right. You know, well, they, well, like I was saying earlier, though, so that situation, right? They get caught, they get tied up, they feel the money, they don't see it. Yeah. Shit. And here's what happened too: is like if you don't sell or hit certain numbers, you get shelved. And now they're not mm-hmm. giving you as much funding to actually boost your music. Yeah. Like, if you sign a deal and it's like, okay, like, let's get you popping for this one album. You don't hit, like, 500,000 units sold or something. That that record label or that deal might literally be like, oh, we got another artist that we're going to put money behind. Because it's a business. So they're going to put money where they think it's best. Yeah, and yeah. So now you're only seeing maybe 20K for your videos. You know what I'm saying? That they're putting behind. And now it's like you're out of, coming out of pocket and you don't even have that money. And now it's hard for you to push. Because you'll see a lot of artists like stay with these record deals, uh, record labels, and you're like, why? It's because they have nowhere to go, and they don't have mm-hmm. the funding. And it's like, why is the music not pop- popping? It's because they, they literally don't have the funding anymore. You know what I'm saying? And so then you have to fight your way and claw back in the game. And half the time, it, it's it's an uphill battle that you don't win. 
Yeah, that's fact. But again, like I said, that was kind of goes back to my point that I was saying earlier of how creators are just creators. You know what I mean? They're not business people. They're not. They're not financially savvy. They're just. They just know. I know how to make music, and I'm gonna make my music. You know what I'm saying? That's a problem. To be honest, that's a problem in this day and age. I think the day and age that we're going into, everything's gonna be automated, and everything's gonna be transformed by technology. Mm -hmm. Everyone is gonna have to be creative and understand business to a certain degree. Everyone's going to have to be an entrepreneur. Everyone is going to have to be able to tokenize um, or at least, like, you know, fractionalize w their talent in a way. Like, yes. It's just, you know, you're getting left behind. Yeah, it's the way of the world. Yeah, it's right. the way of the way. <laughs> yeah. I just yeah. want to say out loud, I hate the word entrepreneur. I think it's uh, it's watered down now. It is. It's a trend, but it's still a word. Yeah. It is. It's oversaturated. It's oversaturated. Every, I agree with that. You know what I'm saying? Niggas yeah. make a t-shirt and like, yeah, I'm an entrepreneur, nigga. <laughs> you see my t-shirt, nigga? I'm selling off the shelves, man. Uh, I watched that Kanye documentary. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my so God. I think that's also kind of what we're talking about here. Like, he was a creator and like a business person because I think Dame was kind of like, yeah. something that funds his way. And he started using his own platforms and people he knew within the business yeah. to give mm. him studio time. Like that, that scene where he went to Pharrell's studio and, and told him X, yeah. Y, and Z. So it's like, it is kind of like you really got to be good at both or you really get left behind. Yeah. Like get right or get left. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. In the industry, it's, it's shady. Kanye, Jay, and all of them were smart enough to like diversify after music. Like I didn't wear my Yeezys today, but I got a few pairs of Yeezys. Mm. You know, they, they're like, okay, there's other things besides music to make money that I can focus on. Yeah. And I would say artists, try to find a team around you. Um, but again, a lot of these artists don't pick the best team members because mm -hmm. they pick people from their childhood, people, you know, who aren't adverse. Like, luckily with me and Donnie, we, we do have different set of skills. Mm -hmm. you know, I'm, an, I'm a full-time accountant. You know, he works in sales, so there's a, there's a level of skills where we can provide people in different mm -hmm. perspectives. Mm -hmm. um, but if you're an artist growing up, you don't have, you don't have that. You, you're, you're talking to your friend who's been, you know, been in the same hood with you you were four year old. Yeah, yeah. Man, yeah. Right? He's a yes man. Literally. Now he's gonna have a manager. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No what what yeah. opinion does he have? Right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Well they always say that people give you the best advice never even did it. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Like, you know, a lot of people they, they got the shadow mouth it's called garbage in the mouth where they, they give you a lot of advice, but if they never really did it themselves, then are you really gonna take uh, that advice? Yeah, yeah. You know, a lot you're of right. people like me a child, like you said, like you you already surpassed them, but you're still taking advice from them. Unless you're taking advice from someone on the same level with you or above you, mm -hmm. then it's yeah. a really good advice. And a lot of people do take that advice from their childhood friends just because that's who they're comfortable with. Right. They think they looking out for facts. Right. It's like me going to Sean and saying, yo, how do I sell this product? Like, maybe that's not his best forte. And he's right. going to come to me asking me how to do use Excel. I don't know exactly. that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be like, yo, uh, you know, <laughs> do this, do that. Wow, the amount of times this dude calls me on a regular work day just to ask me about an Excel question. He'll, he'll be yo, they got me working in Excel. And like, I don't... <laughs> <laughs> he'll be like, yo, what's up, dog? Because like, me and Donnie talk every single day. Uh, yeah. And he'll be like, yo, what's up? Like, how's your day going? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And we, we start chopping up. He's like, well, now that I got you. <laughs> <laughs> it's setup, right? It's all the setup, right? That, that's my, that's my yo, he, pl he plays it nice, though. He's like, oh, how your day going, nigga? Like, you doing great, nigga? <laughs> this. <laughs> yo, let me pivot this real quick. <laughs> He's like, well, I got Sean, you here. If I, if I even bring up Excel, Sean just, he just hang up. He don't even want to talk no more. <laughs> I'm good now, though. I don't be calling you about Excel no more. But sometimes you got to play the game like that. You know what I mean? You know, I call niggas like that. Be like, yo, listen, I need you for this one thing here. I know you got the answer. <laughs> That's bad. No, funny. but I, I agree with you 100%. You got to find people who have already done it or are just above you. Yeah. 
you know, I have tons of friends, you know, they ask me about real estate because I've done it, mm. and I do it, stuff like that. And, like, that's who you should be taking advice from. Well, let me ask you this. Do you guys, either collectively or individually, do you guys look for a mentorship? Do you guys have a mentor? Do you guys believe in even mentorship? That's great, bro. So uh, I'm just going to, you know, talk about myself now. Mm. For a second. <laughs> talk your shit, then. <laughs> talk your shit. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I definitely agree in mentorship. I think it's so hard finding a good mentor, to be honest. I've been trying to find a mentor. Sean and I have been trying to find a mentor for the last two years. Mm. We had a guy at Facebook who was a project developer, was helping us. He gave us some advice, moved on to somebody else. Um, I currently work um, on a uh, nonprofit entrepreneurship advisory board. And so I'm finding mentorship in that as well. Um, so I'm actually one of the advisor board's members. Board of um, director. He's on the board of director. I'm a board of director. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Talk I'm, your I'm, shit, I'm, I'm man. Come yeah, on. Yeah. So, I, you know, I've been, you know, just <laughs> connecting with people that have done different things, which is nice, but they also have expertise in what it takes to create a business, which is awesome for myself. Mm. I've also, um, what else have we done, Sean? There's somebody, oh, I've actually connected with a few different people. I had a talk with someone who was actually a tech entrepreneur. This guy had a company that went on to Coinbase and was valued at $100 million. And so, um, you met him on a trip, right? No, this is not, that's somebody oh, else. That's, that's, another, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's another story. Yeah, we did another, we did another millionaire. <laughs> yeah, I met a rich dude on, uh, when we were in Colombia, and this guy made like, he said, what, like $16 million off of Ethereum. And he's probably worth at least 30, 30 mil. Easy. Yeah. Oh, like, damn. Yeah, and he was just he was just like quizzing me and Sean like two a.m. We was lit. <laughs> He's like, "What are you gonna do if I give you a hundred thousand dollars?" I'm like, no. "Nigga, what?" <laughs> like, what are you asking? Yeah, he's like, he's like, "What do you want to do? Like, how are you gonna solve these problems?" He was like, literally, you know, having us pitch to him, and we were just drunk. But it, it, it gave us that like energy and like optimism. Like, it's not that hard to get in front of these people. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you yeah, can do it. You just gotta be prepared. Yeah, and yeah. He, he shows you like, "Yo, I'm gonna grill you and." I'm going to pry everything out of you. You better have all these answers. Mm-hmm. You better have the answers. So, which we is great. Have the answers. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't got the answer, Sway. <laughs> which is great because that makes it like, okay, we just got to become, you know, not 100% expert, but like 90%. Yeah, 90% you have to become an expert yeah, yeah. in the field, man. Yeah, but uh, back to what I was saying, the other mentor that I, uh, well, I'm not going to call him a mentor, but somebody I connected with, he created a, uh, a tech platform that was leveraging blockchain, and the company got, I think, almost a $100 million evaluation. Long story short, he was working with some skeezers and they finagled money and that company went to shit and they had to like uh, dismantle it essentially. Just like you. Just wow. like that. That was a lesson itself. Just listen to him. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like this kid was what? He's younger than me. He was like 25. Oh shit. Yeah. He's probably worth a couple million at this point. You know what I'm saying? Even regardless of the, the company failing. Um, I'm also taking a course at Oxford University on blockchain technology and, and how to leverage that in business use cases. I think the live music industry and just music in general is going to u- you know utilize blockchain at some point. Oh, yeah. Um, and so I've been connecting with a lot of other really intelligent people. Um, haven't found a like one good mentor, but we're, we're still looking for a mentor. So if you hear this, you want to mentor us, hit us up. You know what I'm saying? Like, and we'll take you Mr. out to Hollywood. Any way we can help y'all, whether it's, you know, providing, you know, a fresh face, energy, or even like, yo, we'll pay for the mentorship if it makes sense. It doesn't matter. Like, like we will do that. Right. So uh, I think finding a mentor is very crucial. Yeah. Another, another huge thing, uh, reading. I read a lot of I don't know what comes to me. Like, yo, I started reading this book. He's like, I already read it. You know that? Sean always want to one up me, man. Yo, I'm reading this nice book. He's like, I got that too. What? Oh shit! I've stepped away. There's a certain point in my life where I'm just taking as much finance books as much as much books as possible. Yeah. Um. I've kind of stepped away in the sense of um, not. In, I still read, 
but like I kind of read a little more for pleasure now. Okay, yeah. Um, you know, read books that have absolutely nothing to do with what I'm doing because yeah. the issue that I started to realize was like, you know, I could read all this stuff and they're all great knowledge to have, but mm -hmm. if I'm not like if I'm not like doing something with it like, you know, right away, yeah. It it almost feels like, you know, quizlet knowledge. Like mm. it's it's dope to know that I know this, but like You might use it in Jeopardy one day. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're in Jeopardy night, I'm I'm killing it in Jeopardy. Uh, you're right. This so I was like, you know what? I'm gonna still keep reading, still, you know, do that, but I'm only gonna read if it like applies specifically into what I wanna do. Because uh -huh. I think that's where you get the most utility. Because uh, then you could take that stuff right away, implement it, and try it, test it. Uh -huh. Does this work? Do this, you know, do what I read work? Because again, books are like mentors. Uh -huh, uh -huh. You know, if you find that right book, that's like a mentor. Someone sat down to give you the knowledge that they've got. So that's another huge thing. Like, you gotta read. Yeah. You know, you gotta, you gotta read, spend yeah. I read, time. Man. I read a lot, not gonna lie. Like, yeah. just day to day. And just, you know, and then writing too, I think, helps a lot. Yeah. yeah. They say if you use the five senses, what is it? Hearing, seeing, writing, speaking, like mm -hmm. that, you do that consistently continuously like it helps you remember that information you're trying to absorb. yeah exactly. yeah i agree i it's funny i have a to-do list that's on my computer on my phone and i wrote it down and if donnie doesn't text me yet i probably will still forget <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's it's, it's crazy though because like for even for me like i'm not a huge reader I, honestly i'm starting to get into the habit now of of reading but i've made i've mostly all my life I've been a writer, you know what I'm saying? Okay. So like I'll write poetry or I'll just write just something down, you know what I mean? Or if I'm not writing something, I'm drawing something, you know what I mean? Like just randomly just sketching some or random shit. Creative. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because that's just the type of person I am, just like to create shit, you know what yeah. I'm saying? But uh, um, I think that, back to what you were saying as far as reading, you got to find something that you actually enjoy reading, you know what I'm saying? It seems like a lot of work to just be reading just to like, you know, find something, you know what I mean? It's kind of like it puts a lot of pressure on you. For me, it does at least. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where I'm looking for a particular answer, and I'm just reading through all these books trying to find this one answer. You know what I mean? And it becomes exhausting at that point. You and know? I agree with you in the sense, like, like all this, you know, all the things we're saying. Like, so me and Donnie will go out, and people will see us, and obviously we have a social media presence, and you know, we do a lot of things, and they'll come up to us like, like, oh man, I'm, you know, you guys are doing big things. I would love to connect or. How did you guys get to this point, or what? Whatever. The you guys are famous. It's all right. Say yeah. it. It's all right, nigga. It's, it's cool, nigga. <laughs> you say no. Whatever it is, you know, whatever the, you know, basically on the sense of kind of asking for advice, you know, mm -hmm. and it's so hard to give advice if like I don't personally know you mm -hmm. because I can give you the most generic advice and like I just said, oh, you got to read more. Mm -hmm. But if I don't know your passions, your drive, your reason to wake up, mm -hmm. I can't give you because you know your reasons and passions can be different from every single person so different things might work for you like if you love tech maybe watching youtube videos and learning you know how tech is and seeing demonstrations maybe that works better for you so sometimes i try to stay away from like giving like advice because it's like if i don't know you personally like the only advice i know works every single time just have confidence yeah yeah yeah, I'll say this, Sean. I'll, I'll take a different approach. Um, so I, I, I do, I will give advice, but it'll be pretty basic, right? Mm -hmm. And I've, I've, I'm someone who struggled too in, in, in certain things, but I found my way. There's what, like maybe three or four different pillars, and I'll try to summarize them briefly. The first one, you got to have a belief system, right? And that comes to confidence as well. Like, what do you believe in? Why do you believe in it? And what do you want to do with it? And then two, make a plan. Make a small plan. And then three, execute you have to do it yeah you yeah. have to do it and those are three things that you can apply to almost anything in life and it will guarantee you results i think okay. it sounds like First a salesman i mean that's good <laughs> back to work yeah. Yep. yeah i mean to go back to the mentor mentorship thing
too. Like I had like the double edged sword where I had one at a very young age. The only only downside to it is he was very successful. Mm-hmm. So the advice he was giving me was it good advice? Absolutely. But was it realistic to what I was trying to accomplish? Okay. No. Yeah. Right. So now when I go to him for advice, I make sure I have a very specific question yep. that's going to be geared to what I need for right. answers. Exactly. Because when I just go to him and he's just rambling, yeah, it's great advice, but it's off the realm of what you live, your stature. Exactly. I don't have that. I don't have millions of dollars yeah, to go exactly. make those happen. But yeah, yeah. Um, obviously with confidence and effort and everything like that, all mm-hmm. that will get accomplished. But you know, when you do have a mentorship, knowing the right time and the correct questions to ask and not just trying to absorb any advice, but the ones that are strictly dictated to what your life is trying to uh-huh. Yeah. And we found that out too, is like when we've tried speaking to different people at different levels, at first we were just being kind of general and, and kind of broad with it and we weren't really getting the answers that we wanted and we're like, okay, is it them or is it us? And we realized it's us. We're not asking the right questions. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's why I've been really trying to be more intentional about who I take advice from yeah. because that's the only way, like, I'm going to get where we want to go next and, and, and then having those questions ready for them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Every mentorship we've had, if if it didn't work out or we didn't continue it long term, it was it was because of us. Okay. They had the knowledge. We just didn't know what we wanted a hundred percent yet. Yeah. Okay. And we couldn't define it enough yeah. for them to be like, okay, I need to steer you this direction. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's and it's part of the journey too. Absolutely. Just, like, right. There's so many steps in like so many different you know pockets of being successful. Like I, I said, what belief system you know, plan and execute, but there's like a thousand steps in each pocket. Right, exactly. <laughs> and that's little subtopics and little subtopics. And, yeah. subtopics yeah. and yeah. it's like, yo, like it's a lot of game and you just have to kind of go with it and not be scared to like fail. Yeah. I mean, the amount of time that Sean and I have fucked up is a lot. Yeah. I probably yeah. fucked up a lot more than most people to yeah. be honest. Yeah. And that's where I'm, I'm at now. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to say that I'm someone who's, you know, super successful in terms of like monetary wealth or anything like that. But I, I believe we're heading into the right direction. Yeah. And it's because we're not afraid to fail. I mean, the last event that we made, we did, like, we didn't make any money. But that wasn't the point. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. And then the event before that, we took an L. But that wasn't the point. Yeah. And then the event before that, I took another L. <laughs> I mean, okay, my wins add up a lot more than my losses. But, like, I never gave up in those losses. Right. You know what I'm saying? I just right. kind of recalculated and recalibrated. I'm like, okay, here's what I need to do next. And then I think with each win and each loss, you realize, okay, is this even worth it? Sometimes yeah. people chase dreams that don't really make sense for them, and yeah. it's like you get burnt out. Yeah. And we're getting better and better at it. That each each loss we do take, it becomes smaller. One to one to our pockets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And two, like we, it, it's not as gigantic of a mistake. It's just right. like, oh, it was just a tiny. You know, sometimes there's a, a loss, but it's probably something we couldn't control. Right, right. You, know, we yeah. d- you just get better. It's something you got to tweak. You know? Sometimes yeah. we, you know, we yeah. get slapped in the face before we do something. Right? Yeah. And and Sean would tell me, you know, I'm like, no, nah, we got to do it anyways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we got to just do it. Yeah. It's also good to hear that y'all saying, like, the problem is you because it's like realizing that, right? Because they always say, like, the first way to break addiction is admitting you have a problem. Yeah, right? yeah. And instead of pointing the finger at someone else, y'all saying, oh, you know, at that moment, at that time, we are the ones that made the mistake or we didn't ask the right question. So, mm-hmm. again, that's already a big growth step right yeah. there. Yeah. I think that's a huge component of being just being a w- being successful right you have to be accountable and you have to be very self-aware yeah. i mean when i was going through these interviews and processes like trying to get into these nice companies like they really grill you and if you don't know yourself you're just gonna be talking bullshit on there they're gonna look crazy 
like they really ask you very detailed questions and it's like you know you got to have great self-awareness when you want to get to the next level yeah yeah you gotta you gotta hold yourself to to some uh, certain level yeah Yeah. you know what i'm saying that's facts now do you i I hear you guys saying you guys switch to different mentors you know what i'm saying you've had this mentor for this or this mentor for that me personally i have one mentor one person that i go to and again i might i may be pigeonholing myself a little bit but I mean, again, like I said, the person that I get advice from has never really steered me wrong. Mm -hmm. So that's why I continue to come to this person. But how do you guys like one? How do you guys like find these mentors? Because I me personally, I didn't find my mentor. This has just happened to be a gentleman that I know. We ended up building a relationship. And then after years and years of still building this friendship, just ended up being my mentor because he's just a man that's very wealthy, very successful and all that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I just learned from him. You know what I'm saying? So. How do one, how do you guys find a mentor? And then two, how do you how do you jump back and forth between this person and this person? Because again, when you jump from one person, that one person could give you the same advice as the next person, or you know what I mean? Like how do you know, how do you pick and choose, you know, in between? Um, yeah, that's a good question, man. I, I think it really comes down to again, like what are you interested in? Mm-hmm. But I think you start small, look in your community, look in your circle of friends. I mean, I come to Sean with a lot of different questions, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And um, he knows things that I don't and I have you know knowledge and other things that he might not understand as well um and then i think you build up from that and maybe take a look at people that you don't really know that maybe you're like secondhand friends and then be like okay like that person does this you've maybe talked spoken to them a few times Mm -hmm. how can you you know be of value to them and how can they be of value to you Mm -hmm. i think mentorship is a two-way street where it's like okay they are mentoring you but like what do they get out of it are you nice to be around do you offer to pay for the lunch the dinner are you paying them for it i mean i think like down to it it's it's still a service it's a p2p peer-to-peer service right mentorship yeah. what sean and i have done is like i just go on google <laughs> and I, was, I went on google and i typed in okay like mentorships or programs for x y and z and that's how we found the first program that enabled us to get in touch with the guy from facebook and shout out to that guy because we were like shadow banned on instagram and he literally reached out to facebook and got us off just like that oh shit and i'm like that would have never happened if it wasn't for him we'd probably still be like down in the dumps. Yeah, we got a Facebook connect. <laughs> oh, yeah, shit. Yo, Yo for no damn reason, holla at me, Facebook yeah. connect. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And then um, I think over time, if you're someone of, you know, integrity and stature you, and, you, and you network, you just naturally find people. Right. Um, the board uh, advisory group that I'm on, it's called the Third Place Actually, Shout out to them. It's actually uh, a nonprofit entrepreneur platform for locals in uh, uh, Maine, uh, BIPOC members, actually. And I just naturally found this woman. I mean, I think I was trying to do real estate. I was doing trying to do real estate, a real estate transaction. And randomly ran into this woman. I don't know what she was doing. I can't remember. But she's like, oh, I also run this, you know, this company. And then, like, two years later, um, she literally asked me to, like, be part of her, you know, uh, advisor board. But that's because she invited me to a bunch of different um, networking events. And I went. And I showed my face. And she saw that I was interested. And I, I was curious. And saw that I had, you know, maybe, you know, potential in different things, and she invited me, which was which was awesome. And so, obviously, like, for her, it makes sense because I'm able to provide maybe a different type of energy for a business and company and a fresh face, and I'm, a, and I'm able to learn from her. Um, and then the other dude that I was talking about, the guy, uh, I mean, I'm not going to call him a mentor, but he did give, he gave us a lot of knowledge, the guy in Colombia. We went to the DR. Oh. That's how you know he was lit. No, he was faded. That's how he couldn't answer none of the questions. He was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Bitcoin, Bitcoin. I'll let you answer that. Oh, me and Donnie have this one thing. 
you know, we're we're we have different personalities, but we there's just one thing what we both have is we're both very personable. Yeah. We can go in a room or I can go to a bar by myself, Don can go in a bar by myself, and we can just talk about life with people mm-hmm. and then kind of if you put yourself in a lot of rooms eventually because successful people are normal people too mm-hmm. they're also in normal rooms yeah you know yeah. and so we just went on a trip to DR just look you know looking to have fun we work way too much and we went out um, and this is the one night we didn't go like to the downtown city we actually uh, we stayed in the resort and we just went to the uh, Donnie was like no let's just stay a little longer stay a little you know he, he never gives up on the night. Never. <laughs> Always ready to turn oh, up? Yeah, you know. <laughs> no. Don't you never give up on the night. Come on, man. It's, it's, it's 12 o'clock. It's 2 a.m. and you try to go home. Like, still, the night's still young, nigga. <laughs> oh, shit. And so, yeah, we didn't give up on the night. And so, you know, we just, we literally just started having fun with the people that were there. Yeah. And then the people that were there were basically like, oh, yo, come back to our room. And we're like, all right, whatever. And we get to this room, this room, just this single hotel room is bigger than my whole house. Oh, shit. This was a 5,000 square foot hotel room. Mm. Yeah. They had four pools. It was a castle. It was a castle. <laughs> they had four pools. Four pools, private beach. Yeah, private beach. This this was on the resort. Yes. The resort. Oh, sure. You wouldn't even this? know if if you had money, you knew. But if you had no money, because they were like, yeah, come to the room. Like, what room y'all got? You know yeah. what I'm saying? And then we go up there, and it's a whole like private resort almost. Literally, it's just own yeah. And it was literally like what two like it was probably 500 feet from our room. Yeah. <laughs> or from our from our building. Oh shit. Yeah. So we get there, and we we start asking questions, and we start to realize like everyone in the room does like stuff. Like, you know, there was this one lady, this one black woman, she was a VP in a tech company. You start chit-chatting with her, and then you start realizing, like, everyone in the room, you realize you just have a regular fun with them. Mm-hmm. Like, these people are uber successful or, you know, have success. And so we took those opportunities just to, like, not grow them, but just to ask them about, like, how is your life? You're right, right. What are the things you've done that you've, you know regret or the things you you're super happy you did mm-hmm. you know and, and that's all you gotta do mm-hmm. just ask them about their life be curious care mm-hmm. you know be like wow that's really interesting and then be able to empathize have ways for you to connect and honestly like Keep the rest will take care of itself yeah. you know you'll find a mentor just by being a good genuine person right. and being out there you yeah. know I found real estate mentors just by going to real estate events you know being around real estate um, talking talking, emailing, and just, you know, things just happen, but you right. just gotta, you gotta be there. I have a, my cousin's up on the screen, but you guys can't see. Um, his name is Chuck. He's a producer in Atlanta. And what he did, he lived in his car, he, he, so he's from Maine. He drove down to Atlanta. He lived in his car for six months. He wow. slept in his car for six months. Every single day, he would wake up and go to a different studio. Just ask him, like, oh, check out, I can make a beat for you right now. He just would hustle every single day for right. six months. And now, now he's in the room with Migos. He's in he's in the room with Polo G. I, I won't you know I won't keep name dropping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like for just him constantly not giving up, right. but constantly forcing himself in the room. Yeah. Like things happen. Yeah. So just always be in the room. Yeah. Force you you know be a good person and things will happen. Yeah. I agree with that. I also think like don't force looking for a mentor. Right. Like, right. It happens. Exactly. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like I I used to go to those real estate meetups and I met someone. And everything like that, and I thought it was a good connection. And his vision was a little bit than my 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 vision, but I let that 
not have a relationship with them, like on the same connection, he tore me out of real estate. And now I, I regret that. Like I wish I was still in that market. But again, don't force it because it will happen naturally. When you find a natural mentor, it, it, a, lot, a lot more would generate from that yeah. relationship. And you know, to piggyback off that, you know, maybe he had a maybe he had a mentor or a friend that was similar in your vision that he could have referred you to. Correct. And that's one of those things like don't burn any bridges. Mm. You know, even you don't have to talk every single day, but shoot him a message. Hey, how you doing? Happy Easter. You know, Merry Christmas. Happy Thanksgiving. Right. Keep tabs. Hey, I hope you're doing well. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's really all it takes. You know what yeah. I mean? Because even you saying all those things as far as like having a personality and all these things, that sounds natural to me because that's just who who I am. You know what I mean? But for somebody else, it might be a little bit more taxing because they may be you know, closed off, you know, and yeah. just like, uh, I don't know, like, but, can't talk to people. You gotta be uncomfortable sometimes. Yeah, you can yeah. Be comfortable. I mean, there are things that I don't like doing either, and I'm extroverted, but it's like, if I want to get to that next level, then you gotta do it. It don't matter. Yep. You don't have to be like an extrovert to find mentors or, you know, network. You just have to know that you have to do it. It might suck at first, but then maybe it's a skill for you, you know, mm-hmm. and after you go home and you take off your, your shit and you don't talk to nobody. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And you know, I call a mentor to say, "Yo, I found a friend who does better than me." Yeah, facts. Facts. It really that's that's really what it is. It's all labels and shit like that. You know what I mean? When you put a label on something, that's what really adds the pressure to it. You know, because again, like I said, the mentor that I know, he wasn't my mentor at first. He was just a friend. You know what I'm saying? And years down the road, he's just teaching me game. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I feel you on that. I definitely feel you on that. So let me ask y'all this: um, Spin back to Gold Coast. What's really next for Gold Coast as far as like? the company itself you know what I mean well I think this is this has uh, two prongs for an answer right now this year I think we want I don't think we're, we're gonna bring an actual major artist to Portland area if not Portland southern Maine um, and so we're, we're working to get somebody that can come down to the area and that way we can provide a platform for the upcoming artists to open up because I think that would be special for them right. and also you know put the city on our back a little bit you know what I'm saying we haven't done anything major since Young M.A. And so we want to get back that, on that, that track. Was lit. Oh yeah, you all did do that. Y'all that did lit. do that. Yeah. And that okay. Was, and that was our first time. I mean, you know, it was good. It wasn't maybe what we wanted, but like it was still a really good learning experience. Mm. And so I don't forget that. Um, I think long term, um, my vision is to have. I, I don't really say this normally, but what do you mean, full of tea? Oh shit! <laughs> you gotta say it now, man. Drop that exclusive right here. Come on. Okay, I'm going to say what I'm going to say, and Sean, tell me if this is what you're thinking. So long term, you know, my goal, and I hope Sean stays long enough with me to do this, <laughs> is to build an actual tech platform that can leverage um, blockchain technology and this technology in general to basically um, do away with, you know, middlemen when it comes to uh, live touring and the live music industry. Mm-hmm. So what I mean by is by that is when artists are looking to perform, right, um, and performing is like literally like the biggest revenue source, okay? Mm-hmm. They, they, there's so many hoops that they have to jump through. They have to make sure they have, you know, the team, or maybe they have to have, you know, the money. Well, it's the money. The mm-hmm. money is the biggest issue. Yeah, right? yeah. It's the money. Um, and that's not all scales. Same so, for us, running events. If we, the biggest thing is money. Is money, money. Yeah. And, and it's a huge risk that everyone takes. Even if you are like a multi-million dollar like venue, like it's still a huge risk every night you put a show on. You could lose all your money. Yeah. And so I want to create a platform that leverages blockchain technology to actually pool people's money together to get artists to come to, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a venue. And so still working on, like, the nuances of it and what it's really going to be. 
but essentially we want to basically have a comprehensive platform that connects artists to venues and fans to their artists mm. and it's going to be like okay. a 360 thing mm. where now like if if i if i'm an agent if i want my artist to come to uh say i want my artist to go to like the 4040 club in like new york or something mm. you know i don't have to do shit i just have my artist on you know uh i'm not going to say the name of future company <laughs> uh, name but I just have it on the platform and based on geographical data say the artist will be like oh yeah like there's actually a market for this in New York what venues are able to have this artist perform and that would get executed through a smart contract with it which is basically uh, blockchain technology mm -hmm. and the venue would get paid out immediately and the artist would get booked immediately there'd be no middlemen no shuffling of paper no politics nothing mm -hmm. and y'all would still see your, your cut up like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah, exactly. It would be based off of transaction fees and stuff, uh, stuff like that. So to kind of be more grand, or you know, the vision would be basically if you have a, if you have a, you know, a, 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 a fan base, mm -hmm. and like I, back in that example, let's say you had a fan base in Tennessee, mm -hmm. and they wanted to see you, but you lived in Maine, and like obviously the Tennessee venues, they don't really know you, you haven't really made a scene, stuff like that. Um, but if you could get the funding for that, and you could get the the, the support. From your fan base in Tennessee. Like, in Tennessee, hey, now what? you get booked in Tennessee by a venue, like Ex automatically. Automatically, the venue would basically be on the platform, and they would put what genre they want as, as far as artists, and say they want the country artist. Boom, you got a country artist. You know what I'm saying? And that venue is going to get paid out immediately. Venue doesn't have to put mo no money down, or vice versa. The artist doesn't have to put no money down because it's a two-way street. Sometimes the artist pays, sometimes the venue pays, and takes the upfront cost. And it's just going to be connected through a smart contract, and, and it's going to be executed. And the loyal fans are the ones who are driving that. Who are driving that? Okay, okay. You know, they're essentially funding it. They're essentially, essentially funding it. Yeah, okay. Funding so you, it, but yeah. it's, but like their funding is go, is being it's a, a ticket. It's a ticket. Okay, got so, you. So you're got basically you. doing like the Uber, Airbnb, yes. where like Uber doesn't have any inventory, but they got <laughs> mad drivers that are putting yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Like Airbnb, kind of model, yeah. people. Exactly. It's, 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 and it's the it's the new generation model, so it's yeah. it's good that y'all kind of take. Yeah. And who knows, that might be a very very good avenue with the hip hop industry and the event yeah. platform. Just think about That's all the artists that you listen to, and they always fall off after like a year or two. Yeah, they still have a fan base, but they Absolutely. might not be able to tour or connect with them because one, they're you know kind of like cuckold by <laughs> a record label, right? Mm -hmm. Or they they just don't have the the funds or whatever. They're, they're lacking something, and mm -hmm. it's usually capital to even tour to do whatever they need to do. Or they're just a one hit wonder. Or they're just a one hit wonder. <laughs> but, yeah, but you know what? If that one have, yes, if that one hit wonder has a fan base in fucking Pluto, and there's people on Pluto that want to see him, and there's venues that will will take them or they don't even care yeah, about that Elon Musk where you at man <laughs> <laughs> like, we're going to Mars bitches <laughs> like it'll it'll cover you know what I'm saying it'll cover the upfront cost for either for the venue or for the artist and then whatever, whatever surplus will get reinvested back into the company exactly and then the artist can just focus on one making music and two well making the best music yeah. to increase his audience so mm -hmm. it's free touring exactly as an artist he gets more fans which is what how it should be you should be you should be graded based on your fan base. Mm -hmm. You know that as a artist, should be based off the money you make, or based off the money that some other person wants to give you. Should be like, I have a a fan base that I've built up and continue to build up, and they support me so much that they'll let me they'll let me tour. They want to see me and all mm -hmm. this stuff. So it takes the power away from the, yeah. the labels. Obviously, they can find a way, you know, to yeah. maneuver. Yeah, yeah. But 
you know, it's mm-hmm. it's yeah. And even if you don't have a fan base, it'd be a good starting point because you can go on there. And my vision is to have like EPKs, which are electronic press kits, mm-hmm. and it's basically an artist resume, which will have you know your music, your bio, your data, your streaming, your socials. Mm-hmm. And the more people that engage with that, say you're posting it and, and boosting it, and people are coming to that page, like interacting with it, like say like like a hot new hip hop song or a hot new hip hop profile. Or dat piff. You know, oh, like yeah. dat piff type shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Then you get then you get higher in ranking and then it's like boom, you just unlocked a new level and now you're able to actually receive funding. So people will start pitching money in from different areas. And whoever has the amount like it's a threshold for a venue to basically accept you, then you get booked automatically and, and it, 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 for free. And it, and it kinda sounds like and this is just something that popped up in my head. It, it might even be dope for people to get like easy headliners, right? So like let's just say, you know, Stunner Man is, is going to perform in Tennessee yep. and all of a sudden there's a small artist that has a lot of mutual fan base of Stunner mm-hmm. who can then get on top of that little blockchain and then yeah. be someone who opens up for them. Exactly. Maybe they're not making as much money as Stunner or making right. money at all, but now they're getting more exposure right. simply because they have a lot of the same engagement. Absolutely. I, I definitely say the niche would definitely be up upcoming artists. Um and Obviously, a big artist too, but it would make but sense. But that's a bigger pool. That's, yeah, yeah it's that's a, bigger, a larger, way much bigger pool. pool. I mean, there's only so many big artists, but there's a lot of you know smaller the artists, artists that don't yeah. get the same attention. Yeah, right. yeah, that's facts. Wow, that's dope, man. Like that. that's so, dope. yo, if y'all hearing this, don't steal my IP because I'm gonna sue the fuck out y'all. Yeah, come on, man. <laughs> come on, man. We got we got evidence, man. We got proof. It's yeah, yeah. all that. Yeah. Yeah. Idea. <laughs> also, we're we're working on it right now, so it's not something we just thought. It's something you know we're, we're yeah. doing in the works up on top of all the other stuff we're doing. But okay, you know, okay. Slow, that's, slow that's a long term goal. It's really no, just that's dope. Man. That's so. so I mean, y'all brought up a lot about like blockchain and things like that. You guys are obviously <laughs> invested in crypto and all that stuff. Black and, Wall Street, stand up, uh, stand the <laughs> fuck up. Man, we had just stunner in there, man. Yeah, 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 yo, put me on, man. Right, man. I, I'd be, I, shit yeah, time, shit. <laughs> y'all don't know, you know, man. I, I was, I was on the charts right, for a while, man. What, what, I was. What'd you say, Vinny? I said there's levels to this shit. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but no bullshit though. I was, I was on the four. I still, I still kind of am low key. I'm on the forex tip. I'm on the okay. crypto tip. Um, I've been learning how to, um, they call it technical analysis. So okay. that's my type of trading my preferred trading is technical analysis you know um and literally i haven't done it so much lately but months ago i was heavy on the charts just marking up everything just trying like day trade swing trades or more like long term kind of it was day trading mostly yeah it was day trading you got a different type of confidence exactly yeah well that's what i'm saying so again like i said i still very much am invested into it but again like i said i'm trying to get into other pockets with podcasting and things like that doing electrical and things like that just trying to find different things to you know that i'm passionate about you know what i'm saying but yeah yeah and but the but the toughest part for me getting into that industry was again finding a mentor for it so the first time I started doing crypto was back in like 2014, 2013. Oh, wow. He was on that way before. He, I, I, I was on it. I was on it. But the thing was where I kept failing was I kept getting into like these little like pyramid scheme programs. Uh, yeah. And the first one, y'all might even know this one, IML. I don't know if you ever I heard of it. No. Okay. So they were a big like company for a while. I think they still, they're, they're still around, but they go under a different name now. But basically when I signed up for it, it was like, oh, we'll teach you how to We'll teach you how to trade, day trade. We'll also teach you to get your credit right. We'll also even teach you real estate. 
and you know a whole bunch of other fi- financial how to literacy. Become a millionaire. Yeah, how, how to come? <laughs> yeah, basically, basically. And they were like, you know, sign up for our membership, and if you bring two other people on, your membership is free, and if they get more people under them, then you start making money, and then da 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 da. da. And lo and behold, I I tried doing all that. But at the end of the day, I wasn't learning what I wanted to learn. I wasn't learning how to day trade. I wasn't learning how to fix my credit, even though they said they would do that. I wasn't learning any of the the resources that they had. It was basically like, here's a video, watch the video, take notes on it, and you'll know how to trade. It's crazy because it's actually a great business scheme because what you was out there doing was trying to chase people to sign up. Oh, yeah, I was recruiting. So you was helping their business get. Yeah, Yeah. I I was recruiting for that. But don't get me wrong, though. I would have been putting money in my pocket if I had kept building it. Yeah. But again, my goal wasn't to help you make money. The goal was to help me learn something and make money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I want to learn the skills so that way, you know, I could be, I'd be financially free. You know what I'm saying? I'm a little blessed in the sense of like, I'm an accountant. So like, I am very financially literate in mm-hmm. the sense of like, I work with numbers every single day. Right. I'm constantly looking at contracts, you know, so I, I have an advantage and that's what makes you know, that's what I bring to the team. And mm-hmm. like, so I, I steer away from the day trading and stuff like that because I don't have one the time and two, that's too stressful for me. Because, mm-hmm. bro, to see it to go up like $500, yeah. I'm like, oh, let's keep going, let's keep going. Yeah, yeah, it's going to keep going, right? Yeah. And then this shit drop and now I'm down $250. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Numbers, I'm like, why am I doing this? Because, like, <laughs> like, cause in, the long, it's, cause in the long term, it's like gambling. It's like going to the roulette, not exactly the roulette table. You have better odds because you're, you know, you're doing calculations and stuff like that, and it's more probability. Mm-hmm. But it's still similar, where it's it's the 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 law of large large numbers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, if you do it long enough, you're gonna get fucked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I've steered away in the sense of like one, I only do things that don't stress me out. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm doing real estate, and I'm I'm building a team and finding people that can take care of. All the you know all the issues of it, you know. I'm doing Gold Coast. You know, I have Donnie, who's kind of he's a creative. Mm. I get to shoot down his ideas and talk about what we can really do. <laughs> <laughs> so don't stress me out. I don't gotta think of he's the he's the big vision. He's mm-hmm. the, but you need people like that, man. Yeah. You he need people like trees. that. He thinks all the trees. I'm like, yeah, yeah, but we down here though. Like, listen. Uh, and then you know, and then obviously my day to day job on top. Uh, so I gotta limit stress as much as possible because mm-hmm. then. I would I wouldn't be happy. I wouldn't you know, I wouldn't make you know, I wouldn't be nice to my dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but can I can I touch on that? I don't mean to cut you off, but it's good it's great to hear you the limit the stress thing. That that's like that's mm-hmm. powerful right there. That that's that statement alone. And are you in the crypto at all? Yes like, I am. I am okay. well obviously you know we're, 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 we're in the block Wall Street and I got burnt the most because these guys were telling me about it. Before 2020, 2019, 2018, these guys were like, hey, you got to get in crypto, you got to get in crypto. But again, there's a certain level of like financial awareness that I have. Mm-hmm. And again, stress that I don't want to have. Because crypto is stressful. Mm-hmm. I look at my portfolio, I'm up a bunch. Next thing, I'm down, I'm down. a bunch. Yeah. Like, don't look. Yeah, don't look. That's really the best advice. I was just about to say it. Don't look at it. Exactly. I saw looking at it. Bro, I see my account in two, three weeks. Yeah, at this point, like... Okay, what's happening? I, I've hit, I've, <laughs> yeah, I've right. At a certain point, and like the amount of money I have in crypto, where it's like, I don't want to look at it. Yeah. I don't care what the market's been done. Leave me alone. Yeah. You sound like me right now. <laughs> <laughs> Wall Street hasn't said a word about crypto in months. <laughs> it's been quiet over there, but I, I think, man, there's, there's always quiet before the storm. Yeah. I'm not a financial advisor by any means, but I think we're all very young and very, you know, 
savvy or at least trying to become more financially savvy. And this is a part of the game, right? You can either trade every day or you can make, you know, few trades a year. They say few trades a year is a lot better than many trades a day or even many trades a week. Mm-hmm. You know, from what I've been seeing is that you want to make limit limit your liability and your risk, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And if you can make calculated risk fewer times versus every single time that eliminates the number of times you're going to make error. Mm-hmm. And so for me, what I've learned is I don't trade shit. Yeah. I don't trade shit, bro. I, I got burnt trying to trade what? What was it? Uh, what was that whole Robin Hood uh, thing they was doing? Oh, oh yeah. you got, got caught in that? Robin Hood got you? I lost like $600 in like 10 seconds. I was like, shit. Oh, <laughs> no. shit. And, but it, it goes back to what you said, you know, the, the plan, the execute. And even Bruce Lee says, like, he, he'd rather practice one kick 10,000 times than yeah. 10,000 kicks yeah. one time yeah. a piece, yeah. right? Because yeah. 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 you're going to master yeah. the craft. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. I'm going to say everyone has a different way, and everyone, if you're really good and you do, do the technical analysis, do the do the day trading, do the swing trades. For me, it doesn't fit into my lifestyle. Some yeah. people are great at it, right. but there's I feel like it's too far between. Yeah. I think most people fall in the categories of yo, just hold that shit forever. Yeah. Hold that shit as long as you can and make sure it's a good, valuable company. If it's a shit company, then whatever, you, then you're gonna lose. But if you can find a decent company, you will win at some point. And yeah. I, I always tell people invest in companies you use every single day. I bet I you know, I invest in Apple all the time. I invest in Tesla, I eat, you know, companies that you're so used to mm-hmm. that you can't live life without. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why aren't you putting money into them? Yeah. Because you're, you already buy their product. Yeah. You know, yeah. I got the Apple Watch, the iPhone, the iPad, the MacBook Pro. Yeah. Yeah. It's I, working. It's yeah, like, straight I, up. <laughs> I literally, like, there's probably two or three products of Apple that I don't have. Like, okay. And they make a lot of products. I got the AirPod Maxes. I got the AirPod Pro. I, I got all their products. Okay. So I put a lot of money into Apple. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I love their stuff. Yeah, no, so, facts. And that's the most... I, again, back to the, the advice I give people, like if they ask me about investing, like, what do you buy? What'd you buy today? Yeah. Do you do you own that stock? No. Okay, go buy that. That's yeah. all you gotta do. Yeah. You know, if you like and it's not as hard as you think it is. You know what I mean? A lot of people just like they see like stocks or having to buy stocks. It's like, oh my god, I don't, uh, I don't, I can't buy stock. But we're also <laughs> blessed because now in this point, like back back in the day, you you did actually have to have a certain amount of capital yeah. to invest. Yeah. Obviously, the fees got. But before you used to get charged like five dollars a transaction, so you gotta have a certain amount of money, and mm. you're only buying a share. You had to buy a specific amount of shares. Yeah. But now it's like I can put a hundred dollars into Apple, just only a hundred dollars, and get no fees. You know mm. what I mean? Like so, we we're blessed in terms of we're in the easiest generation mm. to, to invest, build, yeah. you ain't leverage lying, your money. Simplicity is key. Yeah. Like, there, there's yeah. an app right now I think that's out where if you shop. Every time you spend X, Y, and Z about money at a place, it gives you this stock. Like, so if you spend $100, I, I don't know it's what it's like called. That. It's not Acorns. Acorns has a similar but, yeah. Yeah. Acorns rounds up and it, it brings it to a separate account, so you just roll money into yeah. that. Yeah. But this account, it like, say if I spend $100 at Nike, it charges me $102, and that extra $2 goes oh, that's towards. Oh, M- uh, M1 Finance does that. Yeah. So I have a credit card with M1 Finance, so like, I own Nike stock. If I buy if I buy some Nike shoes yeah. with that credit card, it puts like two percent of what I purchased and purchases Nike stock immediately. Okay. It doesn't give me cash back, it just gives me more Nike. Okay. And and that's crazy. I mean, because yeah. again, it's it's all about simplicity, right? It's yeah. like it's doing it for you without even knowing that you're doing it. Exactly. You're spending your everyday because you, you actually care about the business, you care about the product, you like it, you have a relationship with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So again, just as easy as possible to make it for yourself to limit the stress. Exactly. My shoe fetish is uh, I definitely need to start investing more in Nike because I I got too many shoes now. No, who are you so, telling, man? I got a whole bunch of like Nike tech, dry fit tech shit, man. 
I, I'm I'm Nike's favorite favorite customer, guaranteed. <laughs> you don't do that, Vinny. Send those uh, shoes my way. Vinny had me laced up in some. What were they like? They were like four retros. Yeah. You gave me some hand me downs back in the day. Shout out to oh shit! Those are the only retros you got, huh? <laughs> no, no, I got retros. Now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they called me, call me the Thanksgiving table. Right, you gave me some retros, man. I wore them bitches out for like four years <laughs> after. <laughs> Real shit, real shit. But those those kicks, you know what I mean? Like Jordan kicks like that. There's cold, crazy value like that. Again, stock. You know what I mean? Like yeah. kicks like that are just the sneaker game is crazy now. Yeah, it's crazy, bro. But that's also something that's saturated. It is. Yeah. It is. Well, you know what it is though. They keep remaking the same shoe over and over again. Which is different color. Or just a tiny tweak. Yeah. It's bro. Like, oh, th- these are twenty twenty updated, but the gray is different. Yeah. No. Nah. That's all you gotta do, man. Business one on one. You don't want to change it, man. Yeah. Too much. Jordan might retire from the ball game, but he's still balling. He's still balling. Yeah, that man got still got it. Do you, all, do you ever think uh, LeBron's shoes will ever get like that? Yeah, they will. Yeah, Especially yeah. after he retires. Yeah. Maybe not the same hype as Jordan, but I think. The same type of financial value for yeah. sure. Yeah, I, I don't ever think the same caliber of Jordan. No, but I think definitely. I'm like, a LeBron. What do you mean? Because he's if he's better than Michael Jordan, bro. Uh, I'm not, that's a hot take, and I agree with it. <laughs> <laughs> My nigga. <laughs> Let's go. But what I'm saying is just like I think Jordan has done such a phenomenal job creating that brand and that buzz. Yeah. It's going to be a forever thing. I think for LeBron to do that. Mm-hmm. He's always going to be in the shadow of Jordan. I think every other basketball yeah. player that creates that hype is going to be in the shadow yeah. of Jordan. I think Jordan just did a really, really yeah. good job. At I, I agree with Vinny. It's, yeah, it's one I'm, of those things like he was the first, first person yeah. to do it. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. He's still always going to yeah. have that first mover advantage. Yeah. Right, right. You know? Did you see that um, interview with Magic where it was like Nike offered him uh, some stock, right? Because they were trying to sign him and they didn't have a lot of money to pay him when he was hot in the 80s or 70s. Mm-hmm. If you would have taken that stock and not the cash up front, guess how much his value would be worth in Nike <laughs> right now? I think it was a couple billion dollars. Man. Damn. I think it was like I think it was like maybe. Uh, that's don't quote, but it was a couple billion. Dollars. That's how Nike paid for their the the Swoosh logo, like the person who made that Swoosh logo. Oh yeah, uh, him, so Tinker, they, Tinker, whatever, yeah. Hatfield or whatever. Yeah, they gave yeah, him like yeah. They gave him stock. They gave him stock. He's good. He's yeah. good. Well, that, that happened to Pusha T too at McDonald's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they gave him, they they, they he could have took stock or he could have took and they gave him like fifty thousand cash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he did a video recently, like it was in the last year he did a video i wish i took the stock because if i took the stock yeah. i'll be way richer right now he made the i'm loving it yeah, yeah. well now he's yeah. dissing now yeah. he's dissing him now well because it's not, you realize how much money in the stock you got played yeah so straight up should have had straight. a lawyer yeah <laughs> <laughs> should have had sean sean johnny <laughs> straight up i remember back in the day converse was killing it everybody yeah. wanted to wear a pair of converse yeah yeah so it's just one of those things like at the time, that's what made oh. sense, you know. Yeah, yeah. But fucking um, yeah. So who who y'all taking in the playoffs? It's playoff season. Playoffs started yesterday. I'm who a Celtics fan. You're a Celtics fan. Celtics I'm looking so real good right now. I'm a Celtics fan too, Ooh. but I'm a Kevin Durant fan. No lie, bro. I heard you play like him too, man. <laughs> Cap. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. He did. One game he did. <laughs> One game he did. Oh, that is all hype. No, but uh, I'm a LeBron stand, so I can't even talk. But I'm, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna take with. I'm gonna go with the Bucks, man. I, I fuck with Giannis the most. I feel like. He's he a player. He's a player type dude. He goes with the play. Like he likes. I don't have. Players. I have no loyalty. Whatever team. I know, yeah, I'm the same way. No loyalty. Exactly kind of fan you talking about. Yeah, I see, yeah. I've, I've I'm him. Don't, don't worry. Don't worry, Donnie. I'm with you. I'm with you. Oh, the Celtics die hard right here. 
You're Celtics uh, active? Oh, the Celtics died. Yeah. The Celtics yeah. suck. I'm still riding for the yeah. Celtics. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a KD fan. Yeah. Yeah. So, if the Celtics win the series, I'm so, happy. Sound like you got it, a dilemma today. Exactly. Straight up. I, straight up. I got two jerseys today in the car. I got a yeah, Oh, shit. Oh, you one of them niggas, huh? You walk out, don't get hit. Oh, shit. I'm happy regardless how the game ends. Yeah. Well, that's dope that y'all going, man. And I hope y'all enjoy yourselves, man. It's going to be a good game, too, because I think... You know, Kyrie coming back, will he be playing tonight? Yeah. So I think yeah. that's going to be a big statement in the garden with Kyrie. Um, they're going to the boo him out that fucking building is what they're going to do. <laughs> but the last couple of times they've done that, he's gone crazy. Yeah, true. So, so. And that was without Durant. Hey, but yeah. you know right now he's saging, the, he's saging TD Garden. Yeah, straight up. Get all that bad. That boy got voodoo dolls around Yeah. <laughs> Stop playing with that, man. <laughs> bad man. Straight up. They call, bad they call him fasting, uh, Ky- uh, fasting Ky- Kyrie because he's fasting right now. Oh, yeah. So he's going to game, no no food. He hasn't eaten all day. Oh, straight to hunger. And then give you 30. He did that the last. What team did he, he was playing? It was a couple games ago where all he did that. Two teams in the yeah, yeah. facts. <laughs> no, but more recently, he, he was obviously fasting. The Cavs, yeah, the Cavs yeah, that's yeah, what it was. Yeah, he was Cavs. fasting and he just went off for like 37 yeah. points. He didn't miss the first half. Yeah, I'm like, oh shit, this man, <laughs> he's hungry for real. <laughs> oh shit. Well, fellas, man, I appreciate y'all pulling up here, man. Before y'all take off, man, tell the audience where they can find y'all at. You know what I'm saying? How they can get in touch with you if they are interested in, you know, getting services from y'all. Like, tell them about Gold Coast, man. Oh, shit. Yo, yo, yo. Appreciate y'all, man. Appreciate, appreciate you, son. Appreciate you, Vinny. You know what I'm saying? I, I really appreciate you having us on today. Definitely been a, a pleasure and a blessing. Um, y'all can find me at Mr. Underscore Hollywood 212, but most importantly, Gold Coast Labels on Instagram. Um, you can also hit us, you know, via email, which is goldcoastlabels at gmail.com. Uh, but that's really it, really it for me, you know what I'm saying? So I appreciate y'all. Uh, hit us in the DMs, hit us via email, whichever way y'all want, you know what I'm saying? So uh, thank you, and it's been a pleasure. Yes, sir, man. It's been another fucking great episode here for no damn reason. Yes, huh? Come on, man. Man, I appreciate y'all fellas, man. Until next time, man. Boy, hold no up, hold damn. up, hold up, hold up. Oh, oh. Sean, man, drop, drop that IG for them out. Oh, yeah, yeah Sean, yeah, drop yeah, that shit. Yeah, yeah, shit, I almost forgot y'all, man. Oh, Sean, again, I keep it simple. Sean underscore Johnny, J-A-N-Y. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But most importantly, go follow the Gold Coast Labels page. Yeah, don't, don't follow us. Yeah, like, <laughs> if you follow the Gold Coast Label page, you're going to find it. You know, that, yeah. that's it. So we need to get those Gold Coast page uh, followers up. That's the most important thing. Sean, stop liking everything on Google. Yeah, follow them boys, man. Don't play yourself. Yeah, until next time. When I pressure me, then I'm gonna put you to waste. Mind your black cloud business. Mind your black cloud business. That's right. Mind your black cloud business.